Hey y'all, Pink Lady here. I use she, her pronouns, and I am your host of Podcasting is the New King. This is part five where I'm reviewing FX and Who's Kindred. And I'm so excited because today I'm going to be talking about the characters. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that they did. We're going to talk about some of the motivations that they had, how I felt about them, and to be honest, it's probably not going to be what you expect, but that's okay. Stay tuned and let me know what you think. Let's do it. So the first character, I'm going to just get it out of the way. Our main character, Dana. I did not love her. (laughs) I didn't. I did not love her at all. I thought Dana was annoying as hell okay you see in the book it was what like the 70s i believe so this dana was a very different person than the dana that we get in the series because the dana that we get in the series is a millennial and she's just hella annoying (laughs) like i hate the way she treats kevin she like is always trying to make situations better by talking and girl no just shut up you can't make everything better by talking for example when celeste dies right celeste and the baby die and she trying to talk to luke talking about it's gonna be all right girl don't nobody want to hear that Or like when she talks to Olivia about Winnie and she's like, you know, why is Winnie still here? You got to get her out and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, girl, you created this situation and then pawned her off on me. Like, just shut up. Worry about what you're doing. Stay over there. Get your shit together. Right? She is very impulsive. She's really arrogant. She freaking like just sells her grandma's home. She moves completely across the country. She buys this house (laughs) with nothing in it, right? Super impulsive behavior. The convincing Winnie to run away. Like, girl, what are you doing? What are you doing for real, for real? I mean, and we know what she's doing, right? She's trying to save herself. She wraps her like selfishness up in this notion of, you know, I'm trying to help the people and I'm trying to help y'all, but really it's all for self. Like, come on, sis. Again, she comes off as really arrogant. You know, she has no job, no real plans to find a job either. She's talking about she want to be a writer, but all she's doing is watching, (laughs) you know, the freaking old dynasty shows. Her phone is always dead. And this is why I say she's definitely a millennial because y'all know that is a sign of a millennial. Y'all phone's always dead. (laughs) Phone's always dead. She is a little clumsy. She never answers questions. Kevin asks her so many questions and she just looks at him and changes the conversation. I'm just done. I'm over Miss Dana, and I'm just not a fan of Miss Dana. The next character I'm going to talk about is Dana's mom, Olivia. Now, Olivia is a character that was created for the show, 
I think she was just a really great grounding character. She was very grounding for Dana, and that's really what she needed. She made the best of her, like, fucked up situation. She helped people. She chose to, like, become a nurse and a midwife and, like, really help people. And she remained a free woman, which was like, hello, yes, you can't see me right now, but I'm throwing up the fist. (laughs) She was scared to be a mom, right? In the last episode, we see the conversation between her and her mother-in-law. I'm assuming they were married at the time. So her mother-in-law about her, you know, kind of being afraid to become a mom, but you know, she did what she thought was best. And she ended up becoming a mom to Alice because in the series, Hagar dies or goes missing and she's like never found again. I can't remember which, honestly, but she's not in the series. That's the point. (laughs) But yeah, overall, I loved Olivia's character. She even was able to put Dana in her place. So Shout out to that. All right, now let's talk about Mr. Kevin. I liked Kevin, but I did not love him. (laughs) I needed Kevin to, like, toughen up. Kevin in the book, he, like, slipped right in. He took charge. Kevin in the book was also Dana's husband, so it was more of him taking care of his family, his home, right? But this Kevin, bruh, he was really just, he needed to toughen up. I'll put it like that. He really needed to take control of the situation. Dana having to speak up for him every time just made him look weak. It made Tom question him. It made everything worse. (laughs) So like, I really needed him to get it together. It's like, bro, pretend this is a job pretend it's you know you're just acting like pretend you know do better at pretending because he just he bro he sucked i appreciated that he stayed with her like i was so with him he's like i'll be your home base right i'll stay at your house you know and i'll be here when you get back but i don't want to go back there with you and i totally understand that I really appreciated the fact that he was willing just to stay with her, right? Because back in the past, bruh, he was a little bit of help. He he was a little bit of help because the fact that Dana was with a white man at the time, it was like, okay, clearly she belongs to him. So it allowed her to do what she needed to do, gave them some cover, right? But bruh, I just, I wanted him to be better at what he needed to do. (laughs) Hey y'all, Pink Lady here. I'm a podcast producer, director, coach, and host. And I want to tell you all about my production company, Pink Lady Productions. We collaborate with creatives like you who are driven to share your message by launching your podcast from A to Z and coaching you through the process. To learn more about our services, check out our website at pinkladyprod.com. That's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D.com. 
All right, so next up is Master Tom. I'm not really going to talk about Master Tom too much because I hate him because I'm supposed to, right? That's the way they created the character to be hated. I think he is like a great representation of greed, of like, you know, white greed. For example, how he promised Luke that he was going to, you know, free him and give him land. But then Luke wised up and was like, yeah, that's never happening. How he would clearly rape the women, you know, look what happened to Celeste. Like he was just a hateable character and I absolutely hated him. And that's just that. We won't spend too much time on him. (laughs) Okay, so next up is Rufus. And I'm also not going to spend too much time on Rufus because in the show, he's a kid, right? Um, There is still a lot of time to change him, to soften him, right? Which in the book, that didn't happen. (laughs) Try as hard as he can, but still get the same result type of thing. Um, but I'm, I am excited to see what happens with his character in the second season because it's coming out. Yes, the second season is coming out. I'm manifesting it. You know, somebody will pick up Kindred and they'll be like, yeah, you need a second season. I'm going to give it to you. Bow, Flocka, we got it. Right. Anyway, Rufus, uh, he's just a kid, right? He's still learning. He is learning so many different lessons from the different types of people that he has around him. Um, You know, thank God for Kevin and Dana being there to teach him some kindness and empathy, right? But with Tom as a father and Margaret as a mama, the poor kid, right? (laughs) Just the poor kid. Speaking of Margaret as a mama, that's who I'm going to talk about next because Margaret, I loathe entirely. If you know where that's from, we could be friends, so hit me up. (laughs) But yeah, Margaret, oh, I just, Margaret was hateful. She was spiteful. She was annoying as fuck. She was so lonely, like lonely and bored as hell because her husband and her son didn't want shit to do with her, (laughs) right? Like, Tom clearly didn't love her, didn't want her, like, it was clear. He treated her like shit. And Rufus was like, bro, I got Dana now. I don't need you. Get out the way, right? Everybody pretty much treated her like shit, which in turn caused her to treat everybody else like shit, right? But we don't make excuses for people here. We are not saying that that's okay at all. I would have felt bad for her maybe if she wasn't such a bitch, right? But fuck Margaret. (laughs) If you already listened to episode 28, where I talk about just notable things in the series, you already know I can't stand that, you know, they showed all these things about how Margaret was treated, you know, by Tom, by Rufus, by even by the freaking doctor, right? But then, you know, she turns around and takes that energy and throws it on her, the enslaved people, right? So yeah, you heard me say, fuck Margaret a bunch of times. One more time will not hurt you. Fuck Margaret. Okay. Yes. On to the next. (laughs) So 
this next pair, <laughs> I'm just doing them together. Dana's aunt and uncle will just put them together as a pair. I really liked them and appreciated these characters. They really wanted to help Dana, right? But it just was not in the best way. You know, like a lot of the times we can only see situations through our lens, our perspective, right? Through our history and everything that we've been through. That's how we view the world in different situations, right? And in this situation, Dana really needed her aunt and uncle to listen and hear her and believe her. And they did. <laughs> they heard exactly what they wanted to hear. They heard, you know, trouble and just applied their experience with Dana's mom to this situation. And unfortunately, you know, we see what happened. She just didn't have much support from her family in this situation. But still, I really liked the aunt and uncle. I liked them together. Um, I liked the contrast in the couple, right? I loved how they looked. I think they were a great looking couple. Um, I want to see more of them. I definitely want to see more of them in season two. I think they have very minor roles and they could have been used a lot more. So I'm interested to see where that goes too. Another couple group that I'm going to talk about as a group and not one-on-one -on -one is these nosy ass neighbors. <laughs> Just why? Like the creators, like they really wanted to add a lot of satire clearly in this show because these neighbors were just annoying as fuck, but they were like spot on and it was just great satire because they really added to the tension. The tension in this show was all the way up and I loved that, right? So they're hearing all this commotion and all this craziness going on next door. They like ring the doorbell and they see this woman with bruises and stuff and they hear and it's like, whoa, what is going on? And you know, I, I like the way they did it because on one hand, you understand and, you know, you want people to be concerned for other people, right? I think the world needs a lot more of that. Yes, we need people that are minding their business, right? But yes, we also need people who are actually genuinely concerned about other people's well-being. And I think on some level, the neighbors were, right? Like, I think they really were like, oh my gosh, something's happening in there. Like, we need to help, right? But again, people just go about things the wrong way. <laughs> the husband comes out, he's like, no, something's wrong. Like, we got to see Dana and then, you know, punches Kevin. And it's like, bro, what? That was not the way to go about that at all. What is happening? But yeah, overall, I enjoyed them and I enjoyed what they added to the storyline. And last but not least, definitely not least, we're going to talk about Kevin's sister. I actually really liked Kevin's sister. I thought she was a great addition as well. Again, Kevin's sister was not in the book. The neighbors were not in the book. But she was a concerned sister. She was worried about her brother who clearly had 
done some shit. We'll just put it like that. He did some things in the past. There is a reason why this sister is so concerned. We don't know what that reason is. Hopefully we'll find out in season two. But she was very concerned, but maybe overstepping a little bit. You know, Kevin's a grown ass man. He has the right to do what he wants, whether he's living in your house or not. You allowed him to live in your house. He still has some autonomy, you know, as an adult, as a person, as a being. So I do believe that the sister overstepped maybe a little bit, but she was a concerned sister. So as a sister, right, (laughs) as a sister who has been concerned for my brother, I think I can understand where she was coming from for the most part, right? So maybe overstepping, but I get it. I'm not hating on her. I like her. (laughs) So that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed my conversation on these characters. Please DM me, email me, whatever, whatever is easiest for you. But yeah, I'm doing all this to start some conversation. So let's chat about it. Next week will be our last episode for this series. I'm going to talk about predictions for season two because we know there will be a season two. We just don't know when it's going to be. We don't know who's going to make it. We don't know who's going to produce it. We know nothing about it, but we know that it is coming because that's what we're manifesting. And we deserve a freaking second season. So (laughs) see you next week. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything I talked about on this episode, you can DM me on Instagram at PinkLadyProd. That's P-I-N-K-L-A-D-Y-P-R-O-D. Or you can email me at Jasmine at PinkLadyProd.com. Jasmine is spelled J-A-S-M-I-N-E. If you want more info about Pink Lady Productions or me, you can visit our website at pinkladyprod.com. Subscribe to Podcasting is the new kink for updates on new episodes, and please feel free to share it. Also, please rate and review the show. Peace.